Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Perhaps you saw or heard about this little matter of the wife of a retired St. Louis police captain, his name being David Dorn. He was shot and killed, murdered during black violence that followed widespread protests about purported racial injustice towards blacks. That was this past summer. His wife, Anne, she happened to make a statement or statements to the effect that she holds certain high and mighty political leaders responsible for inciting violence. And she has appealed for them to do diametrically opposite to that. But you see, it was vitally important to their cause, to the leftist cause, to whip up this rage and violence, premeditated violence, deliberate violence, during the run-up to the general elections, not only for president, but for U.S. Senate, United States House of Representatives, governorships, judgeships, state legislatures, as well as referendums and petitions and what have you. Very important. It's class Warfare. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. It's the stuff of, the substance of, all of the leftist movements. You find in every communist uprising, takeover, enslavement of nations that there has ever been. It is absolutely in the DNA It is in the warp and woof of these organizations, of the left. Whether they be communist, whether they be fascist. Oh, I know, fascism is supposedly of the right. No, it is not. It's just the other side of the same coin, and that coin is socialism. But anyway, she found fault with, she took fault with none other than the incumbent President Joseph Biden, incumbent now, and others who have been a party to this, to the race baiting, to the pandering, the shameless pandering and demagoguing to the most important constituency of the Democrat Party, according to now President 
Joseph Biden. Her husband was one of those who was murdered as a result of all of the mob violence that was incited. Retired St. Louis police captain. I mean, how ironic is that? Because, of course, this violence was because of terrible anti-black racism purportedly by white police. But you never, ever, ever, ever hear in this nation and the Western nations of racism, let alone violent racism, by black versus white. It doesn't exist. You know, Hate crimes are always white versus black, not black versus white. Strangely enough. Prison <laughs> occupancy would not seem to bear that out. But, interestingly enough, if a white man engages in violence against a man of color, whether it happens to be in self-defense or whatever, you will always hear and see, and read, and see photos of white versus black racism. They always make a point of focusing on the race. But when it's black versus white, never. The word black is never used. (laughs) Photos are hard to come by. Even when it is explicitly, overtly, unmistakably racist. Race-based hatred towards white men, white women, young white women, white girls. It doesn't matter. Race then is not only irrelevant, it is swept under the rug. It is covered up. It is deliberately, you could say, sanitized. by our oh-so-honest journalists and news media. Oh, they have such integrity, such honesty, such honor. Just amazing. To say this is a double standard or hypocrisy is an enormous understatement. It is deliberate, willful deception. Deceit, dishonesty, indoctrination, propaganda. But something you may note if you happen to watch some romantic comedies on television or streaming services or whatever, including from Hallmark Channel, their media arm, Crown Media Family Network, so-called. One thing that you will find is that when a young woman is 
prompted, I guess would be one word, prompted, encouraged to see some fellow or other, to date him, to meet him, to get together with him. And he happens to be of a different race. Race will never be mentioned. They can mention job, employment. They can mention what teams they root for, what sports they're interested in, what foods they eat, all manner of really important things. But race is not permitted to be mentioned. Interestingly enough, religion is not permitted to be mentioned. The most important of criteria are excluded from mention because that would be racist. That would be discriminatory. This whole bugaboo about discrimination. It's fine to be anti-discrimination as long as They are the favored uses of that term. The favored manipulations of it. God Almighty happened to give people minds with which to discriminate good from evil, evil from good. Right from wrong, wrong from right. But we are not supposed to discriminate. In these terribly sophisticated times, not supposed to discriminate these things. And if we happen to have mores, morals, values based on faith in God, faith in his holy word, the Bible, that is contrary to what is being promoted to modify our behavior. Well, then we're just ignorant, backwards, discriminating, racist. But, sadly, Andorn has been denied the companionship of her husband. But all in a good cause. Right. I've mentioned before, not nearly enough times, but with regard to the developments north of the United States of America and Canada. Wonderful Canada. Where, of course, Pastor James Coates was jailed, has been jailed time and again for holding church services. Not because of he and his church organization were being irresponsible. No. Contrary to what the officials, the authorities, 
in Edmonton, Alberta, would have us believe. Contrary to what the Royal Canadian Mounted Police would have us believe. James Coates, his church organization, Grace Life Church, happened to, in fact, have been exceedingly scrupulous, exceedingly scrupulous, exceedingly responsible and careful. But what they did not do was pay obeisance to the Canadian authorities slavishly. And that's just not permitted. Not in Canada, not in the United States of America, not in Britain, not in Australia, not throughout the European continent. Rebellion against God, open, vicious, ruthless, murderous, satanic, sadistic rebellion against God. That is okay. But refusal to slavishly submit to ungodly authority, that is not permitted. Of course, the authorities, they took additional measures and additional measures to shut down this church, to prevent services from going forward, fencing it off. Something straight out of Adolf Hitler's Nazi Third Reich. Directly taken from that. Meanwhile, not across the pond, but around the world. In a nation which is borderline free, capitalist, and so forth whose home religions, you know, the dominant religions, those of the majorities, are favorites of all manner of fruits and nuts and flakes in Hollywood. Such wonderful religions that People are allowed to starve to death routinely. That new brides are murdered by in-laws. That multitudes of children are turned out on the streets to fend for themselves at ripe old ages like four and five, that some monstrous people maim children so that they will be more successful beggars, that little girls, so many of them are prostituted, just really forward-thinking. where diseases have flourished for millennia. Not because of lack of medicines, per se, but because of absolute filth. 
ignorance. Oh, but these religions, they are so sophisticated, worshiping hundreds of millions of so-called gods. But in India, the second most populous nation in the world, where there has been the Christian church going all the way back to millennia, to the apostle Thomas Didymus, famously known as Doubting Thomas, who lost his life there, ministering, bringing the gospel. to the people, some of whom are very savage. As people were before they received, so many people were before they received the gospel, wherever the nations were. Without Christianity, there would be contrary to the teachings of our socialist regimes. There would not be civilization as we know it. There wouldn't be. Islam has done everything in its power to eliminate Western civilization, Christianity, and Jewry. And it's not done trying. But it will not ultimately succeed. However, there are powers that be behind the scenes who will succeed very briefly, but will succeed with their ultimate goal. Well, not their ultimate goal. Their their major goal of many millennia, which is subordinate to their ultimate goal. Ultimate goal being to overthrow God, take his place. But subordinate to that is enslaving the entire world. And they shall succeed briefly and in the near future. (laughs) In terms of coming attractions, that is coming. But anyway, in India, certain laws which purportedly protect religious freedom have been enacted. They are so-called anti-conversion laws. People who want to change their faith to Christianity now need to provide government officials with notice of their decision to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Officials then, you know, like these wonderful officials in Canada, these officials investigate whether their decision meets their standards. And then they decide whether to approve of such conversions or not. What is the purpose? What is the goal here? What is the end game? It is specifically 
to radicalize all of India to make it an entirely Hindu country, Hindu nation. What a thing of beauty. You know, all of those Hollywood celebrities (laughs) who have embraced Hinduism, they need to catch a plane if they can, you know, after they've had their vaccinations, plural, and wear their masks and their face shields and take a flight to India, their promised land, and stay there. <laughs> they really should. You know, they just, they really should do that. But if you go back in time, not that far back, you don't have to go terribly far back, not two millennia, not five millennia, nothing like that. Just a mere, oh, I don't know. Hundred plus years, just you know, just a little bit more than a century. <laughs> we find these regimes, notably the one that took over in Russia, in Russia, communism. And you find certain expressions that were used there and that were used in the Nazi Third Reich, used in communist China. And every communist regime on this planet and every totalitarian regime, including all of the Islamist totalitarian regimes. And the wording varies ever so slightly. But it goes along these lines. State security. National security. Does it sound familiar? You know, the George W. Bush administration. (laughs) really made great hay from this matter of national security, that it was the ultimate justification for anything, for any abridgment of constitutional rights. Right up to this day, the Democrat Party is using this as a sledgehammer, just like that hammer and sickle of the Soviet Union to crush freedom, crush dissent. Resistance is futile. National security. But you see, as tremendous as the inroads have been, particularly since 9-11, September 11th, 2001. As tremendous as the gains in eliminating freedom and liberty have been, freedom and liberty to do good, to do right, 
to honor God, worship God faithfully and truly. As huge as the gains have been in manhandling that, they still haven't gone as far as is desired by the left. Now, of course, they have been valiantly striving for freedom and liberty, licensed to do evil, going back not just 100, 200 years, millennia upon millennia. Various evil ones have. But here in recent times, despite everything that's been done, still there wasn't enough progress for them. But now they have this pestilence, this plague, which really is just, you know, by all indications, another form of flu. But they are able to crush freedom and liberty of godly, law-abiding, righteous, honorable noble, God-fearing people. What a thing of beauty. National security now is superseded by national health. And national health will be subordinated to world health. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks only to my Maker, my Savior and Lord, God Almighty, God the Father, and God the Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is on me, that is due to me, that is my fault. I've mentioned before about, you know, certain little ditties that you hear, and you come across them in all manner of entertainments. Romantic comedies, romantic dramedies, romantic dramas, other dramas, action-adventure, thrillers, suspense, historical dramas, whatever they are. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Interestingly enough, though, those who say that, those who promote that idea, they happen to steadfastly oppose the truth that God Almighty created anything. Interestingly enough, you know, (laughs) They will say everything happens for a reason, but then insist that this world and we people and the animals and all of the creation came into existence by accident, by happenstance, (laughs) by inanimate elements 
existing for billions and billions and billions of years. And thereby, Shazam creation occurred. Stupidly, ignorantly, without design, without intention, without a creator God, without an author and perfecter of design. It just happened. Amazing. So we got animate from inanimate. We received creative from non-creative. Live from dead. (laughs) It's just amazing. And yet stupid, ignorant people swallow these lies routinely. But also there's a connotation to this line, everything happens for a reason. Right along with everything happens the way that it should. Everything works out the way that it should. Well, does it? Is there any truth to that at all? So no matter how things go, that's the way it was supposed to be. Hundreds of millions dying from starvation. Well, that's the way it was supposed to be. (laughs) Just stupendous. Or little things. This corrupted, perverted language we have that indoctrinates people. Have you heard this line? We got pregnant. We got pregnant. Not this man's wife became pregnant, but they together got pregnant. It's just a thing of amazing developments. Truly remarkable. But these are all signs, if you will, of dying civilization. Of corrupted, perverted, dying civilization. But times are marching on. Europe. The European continent, from end to end, from side to side, from Scandinavia down as far as as you want to count it, down to the furthest tip of Greece, include Israel while you're at it, and from Eastern Europe, such as I don't know what you want to include there. Ukraine? All the way to the shores of France. Europe. And Britain. And Ireland. 
All of the nations combined. All of those within the European Union, those trying to get into the European Union, those trying to get out of the European Union, they have all stayed afloat despite their leftist socialist regime. in spite of themselves. France, Britain, these are not so-called free nations because of their nuclear weapons. Not because of their military. They are so-called free nations, because of the United States of America. No matter what anybody across the pond cares to think or imagine or kid themselves or delude themselves, the reason that Europe is still borderline free and Britain is borderline free and Ireland is, and Iceland is, is because the United States of America has not yet fallen, has not yet been completely overthrown. The bad news is that that will change very soon. And when I say bad news, I don't mean just for people in America. I mean for people in Britain, in Europe, in Iceland, in Ireland, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, and around the globe. Every Western nation, with the exception of one that some may not view as a Western nation, Israel. Every Western nation will fall with the demise of the United States of America. And it's basically around the corner. It's not far away. Now, I know, you know, you can say, well, you're just being, you know, reactionary, chicken little, and on it goes. I do not base what I say on looking into some crystal ball or tea leaves or tarot cards or consulting with some guru or meditating on my navel or any other means like that, calling California psychics, you know, like are advertised on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> no. Or delving into Ekenkar, which is advertised on Hallmark. No. No. But instead, it's based on the Bible. Which, of course, so many forward-thinking people, progressive thinkers, insist is arcane and archaic and all of that. Well... As terrible 
as the demise of the United States of America, the ultimate demise. It's been in a state of decline for ages now. It has been decadent for ages. It was not decadent per se when Nikita Khrushchev famously decried the decadence of America and the West and famously promised, we will bury you. We ought not take comfort in the demise of the communist Soviet Union. For the simple reason that 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 didn't solve the ultimate problem here. It was a good thing, for sure, to open up these terrible slave states, these terrible regimes that so monstrously persecuted the people of those nations, particularly the Christians and Jews, as is the case currently in communist China, communist North Korea, not to mention all of the other communist regimes that are supposedly, you know, neighborly and what have you, you know, like Vietnam and Burma, Myanmar and Laos, and the list goes on and on, Cuba, Venezuela. Chiapas, Mexico, Mindanao, Philippines. But, no, (laughs) we ought not take comfort because even though that event occurred, the fall of the Soviet Union, the fall of the Berlin Wall and so forth, Those of the left, they just kept on busily pursuing their unspeakable evil agendas. And they have continued to make inroads greatly so that the United States of America and all of Europe and Britain and Canada and Australia and around the world are exceedingly much worse off now than they were back then in 88, 89, 90, as in 1988, 1989, 1990. But we can deceive ourselves, can't we? Delude ourselves otherwise. We certainly can. We have the gift for that, you know, I mean, really true. We have the gift for that. So what is waiting in the wings? What is coming? You know, all these exciting things. Oh, we have this great race, not to the moon per se, but to Mars. And to colonize celestial bodies. Oh, it is just 
It is just the stuff of dreams, isn't it? Have you ever heard the term, the expression, the figure of speech, a pipe dream? (laughs) As in from smoking pot or something is a pipe dream. It is idiocy of the first order. But interestingly enough, the richest of the richest of the rich, mega billionaires, mega, mega billionaires, who are supposedly so wise and everything, they are leaping on this bandwagon to travel to and colonize planets that, (laughs) uh, it is unbelievable. You really want to go there? <laughs> you know, why don't you just, you know, why don't you just go camp in the Sahara Desert or the Mojave or something like that instead? But, oh well. What is coming? The most dangerous man in the world is coming. Is he on this earth at this time? I don't think so. Oh, well, then we've got a lot of time. No, not if he arrives as a fully grown, developed, mature, hateful, competent, vicious, ruthless, perverse destroyer. No. Oh, but that couldn't happen. You know, we can we can go populate outer space, but that couldn't happen. But he's coming. And will be soon arriving. However, again, there are signposts. There are markers that will show the way before before this evil one arrives. And one of those, as I've mentioned before, is that ten leaders, ten who are referred to as kings, are going to rise together like a graduating class. They will rise. And they are all complicit in this vast conspiracy to enslave the entire world. I know it sounds like maybe, you know, maybe this is some Hollywood blockbuster movie. No, no, sorry, that's not what it is. But that's the future. (laughs) So let's go back a little bit. Let's go all the way back. Not two millennia. Let's go further back than that. Again, in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah. Now, what does that have to do with the price of eggs? What does that have to do with you and I? What does that have to do with modern, contemporary Western civilization? How can there be anything relevant there? If you attend church, if you attend church services, Christian church services, perhaps you are familiar with terms like relevant preaching. Relevant actionable intelligence, relational, intentional, and all these other, you know, buzzwords from Harvard Business School and so forth. But 
It's got to be relevant, and we don't bother with the Old Testament for the most part because it's, it's not relevant. What does that have to do with anything? Right. But from the portion of Scripture, the passage of Scripture, I'm going to cherry-pick a few verses and portions of verses, okay? So you could say, well, it's taking them out of context. But I'm not lifting one piece of one verse. I'm taking multiple verses from one passage listed as being the fifth chapter in the book of Jeremiah. Okay? If I were preaching, I wouldn't. I would go right through the whole chapter, as I always do in my preaching programs, <laughs> right? Such as... Uh, Christ's resurrection of life body messages and so forth. But anyway, it says, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof if ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. Interestingly enough, this is extremely similar to what the Lord God communicated to Lot (laughs) before God Almighty destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring cities, most of the neighboring cities. He He left one for Lot to flee to against his better judgment, and he shouldn't have, but If ye can find a man, the Lord God Almighty told Abraham beforehand that he was going to do this, and Abraham pleaded for the life of Lot, his nephew, (laughs) and went through this matter of, if you can find, oh Lord, if you can find 100, and then, well, 50, and then 10, and God said, all right, if I can find 10 I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, here it says, if you can find one, if I can find one man, one, I will pardon it. And this was with reference to Jerusalem. And guess what? Jerusalem was overthrown, was destroyed. But interestingly enough, he had one. He had Jeremiah. But moving on, surely they are poor. Surely these are poor. These people are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the the judgment of their God. These people are poor, not financially. Oh, how poor is their heart. They are foolish. For they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. Well, of course, we have a public school system, a public education system, which deliberately keeps children as ignorant as possible of all truth of God. Doesn't even permit them to hear about the Ten Commandments. But they get to be indoctrinated with unspeakable evil daily for their entire education, teaching them that sodomy 
is natural and normal. That male with male, female with female is natural, normal, respectable. And that to view it as anything else is discriminatory and loathsome. Furthermore, that we select our own sex. Not just we select the sex of the person to be with, to marry, (laughs) but we select our own sex. It's just unbelievable, insane evil that is foisted upon children daily. And there is a method to their madness. And it all comes down to the destruction of the young and the overthrow of nations. I will get me unto the great men and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord and the judgment of their God. But these have all together broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Well, lots of luck finding great men. <laughs> that have known the way of the Lord and the judgment of their God. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods, just like hundreds of millions of false gods of Hinduism. Thy children have forsaken me Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this America, as this Canada, as this Britain, as this France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Norway, Sweden? Nations (laughs) that would be referred to as being in Christendom, comprising Christendom and that are given over to rebellion against God in the most profane, disgraceful, shameful, horrendous, evil, murderous ways. With induced abortion, with infanticide, with euthanasia, and now with carving up little boys and girls to Turn them into the opposite. Straight out of Nazi Third Reich Germany. And Dr. Mengele. But the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously against me, saith the Lord. They have belied the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, I will bring a nation upon you from afar, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. Like as ye have forsaken me and served strange gods in your land, so shall ye serve strangers in a land that is not yours. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. 
Will you not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree? that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it. And yet, oh, how we do that, don't we? Mm. This people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? America, Britain, France. Oh, but that doesn't pertain to us. That's not relevant. Or is it? I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Thank you. Thank you.